Hi, talkers. It is Thursday, August 5th, and we're hanging out with Lori and Julia. You might be on your way home, or you might be out on the deck having a glass of wine, but regardless, we're going to have some fun, right? We are, and we've got, uh, I mean, we've got a couple of things we need to discuss, Julia. First of all, uh, George Clooney's Italian neighbors are so grateful for his help with the Flood, flood recovery yes. because um, what's happened is in uh, Lagilio, uh, Lag Italy, which is the area, the town that Lake Como, where George has his home. Yes. He has seen his adopted town be just massive landslide yes. from all this flooding. And George, who lives there at his home in the summer, has wanted to find ways to help his neighbors. So he contacted the local city council about how he could help rebuild the town and assist the 60 people who had to be evacuated. And people have been taking pictures of him. That's so sweet. It's so sweet. I love when people take the time to give back because it shows they're not so self-absorbed. I just, he was so gracious and he was just like anyone who wanted photos and, you know, he's lived there. He's had a home there now for a pretty long time. I would so. say, yes. Anyway, so uh, that's... Half, that's the, half the year. They spend summers there. Yeah. yeah. So he's just uh, uh, wanted to show support and just wanted to raise awareness and do what he could do. And I wouldn't be surprised if he's donating money. But it's so cute seeing all the different photos with him, with the different the, with residents, the, yeah, that live there, yeah, that made me feel happy. Now this story really made me made me happy. Um, will the Duke and Duchess of Sussex be at the Emmys this oh, year? Oh, I saw this. Don't forget, Oprah's interview with them is nominated for an Emmy, and they. What if Julia take a sip of your Earl Grey? Okay. What if they went to the Met Gala? Wow! Wow! But. Anyway, I kind of hope they don't. I, I listen. Okay, I, I can see that. I'm. Kinda, I can see them going to the Emmys, though. Yeah, but not, not the Megala. That's that's over because they're content creators and producers now, and they're sure. in the they're Hollywood in the industry. Gay, in I that, can get that, but I not the, if they not went the to Met, Gala. that's overkill, and they're, okay. that's too much. Okay. I, I don't. They're overexposed it as it is, yeah. so I think. Sure, present at the Emmys. No, no they're not presenting. They would be at the Emmys. Well, no one's going to the Emmys because the Emmys is virtual this if year. If you're nominated, you can go. If oh, you're, fine. If oh, I thought that they would be presenters. No, no. They're uh, the Oprah with Meghan and Harry, a CBS primetime special, has been nominated for outstanding hosted series. Yeah. So they I think could it would go. be very awkward for them to accept an award for that. They wouldn't go up, but they can be invited because they were in it. Mm. Like Oprah could invite them. Got it. You're being so. I know, but I the way I read this, Lori, is yeah. I thought that people wanted them to be a presenter. And no, I thought, no, no. I could see them doing that. I think that would be kind of fun. Yeah, I could see them being presenters, but I don't see. Yeah, the Met Gala. No way. Yeah, that would just be too much, and it would be beneath them. I don't think it would be neat. Not beneath them. I bet it, but just too much. Why? I don't know. You don't like it. You don't want them to be too, uh, I want them too to, above their station? Yeah, maybe. I just want them to settle for a while. Okay. You well, know? Yeah, I don't think that they would say to the Emmys, we'll present an award, but I could see them accepting Oprah's invitation possibly to go. Remember, they've got I don't think a newborn, There's too. no way. They're not you know? going. All right. They're not going at all. Okay, Mel Brooks, who turned 95 yesterday, he uh, 
It, it, a book is coming out November 30th. His memoir, he's never written a memoir. It's called All About Me, My Remarkable Life in Show Business. And I guess they, this has been a long-awaited memoir from a comic genius. And, of course, his, oh, long, it'd be brilliant. his, his, his long marriage to the late graduate star Anne Bancroft. And I guess the book is really, from the sneak peek uh, that Deadline had, from it that it's very very good and there'll be an audiobook at the same time and he you know my gosh the stories with Carl Reiner in his childhood growing up in Brooklyn World War II all the pe- Listen, showbiz Grant, people if you're listening right now I don't mm-hmm. know I can't see you um this would be a get Mel Brooks oh <laughs> this, is, this is on the list now Mel no. Brooks <laughs> yeah yeah I'm just gonna keep adding to the list of people that I want you to get for us. And if I can get two or three, I think we'll be okay. Yeah, yeah we'll then be we'll okay. hire you. All right. Sounds but, good. But, you know, he, he did write that. This would be glory. He, he wrote fantastic. it was joyous and at times bittersweet writing this well, book. He lost and, his good friend Carl Reiner last year. I mean. Yeah. His book is coming out before Barbara Streisand. Jeez, Barbara. Oh, I, she I, promised it years ago. Years ago, Julia. And we're not. But she is in love with her granddaughter and she's posting pictures on Insta of herself with her granddaughter. Yeah. And Here's something to know about the movie Respect, which is coming out, I think, like next Friday. I think you're right. This is the Aretha Franklin biopic where Jennifer Hudson is in it. All the singing in that movie was done live. Yeah, I know. I love knowing this about Jennifer Hudson. Yeah. um, The director said, I've done musicals for Broadway, and I knew the songs needed to be live. Jennifer Hudson, Audra McDonald, Titus Burgess, everybody on set has been on Broadway. They've been nominated for Tonys. I knew the power of singing live, so it was important. And this is a movie that the songs were made, not in the studio, but on set. And... uh, um, he said he knew that Jennifer had nailed the role of Aretha Franklin, who handpicked her for the role. Mm-hmm. Aretha saw her in the color purple on oh, Broadway. Oh, right, right. And said, you know, I'd be interested in having you. But then it was a couple, few years, actually, like a like, couple of years went by. And then Aretha reached out to Jennifer Hudson and said, I, you're the one. You're the one I want. I pick you're you. the one that I want. Because, uh, but when she recreated the singer's famous entrance for the 1972 Amazing Grace film, if you've seen that documentary where she's in the church in L.A., did you ever see that? I never saw that. It's a good one to watch on the plane. Oh, okay. That's where I saw it, but she that just... That would require traveling. Yeah, I know. Well, Julia, there's Hootie Fest. Hootie! <laughs> I went and looked it up today, the lineup. Yeah. Just to make sure, you know, because I'm going to have to start listening to the music. I bought my airline ticket last night. Holy cow, people, buy your airfare now for next winter. Um, there's a good lineup of bands. I'm gonna. I'm Julie, gonna like Hootie. You're you're paying a premium. There needs to be a good lineup for bands because this is I'm how they'll get people to the biggest premium in the world to have four days in the sun. It's four days. That's... I could have gone on a two week cruise. Yeah, I know. I know. Hootie, Hootie, <laughs> well, Hootie, just, booty. just going back. So Aretha's the movie Respect. Um, Jennifer Hudson has been showing up at places that they've premiered it. Done the screenings. On screen, like they did one in Detroit, and her family was there. Epic Records hosted a screening uh, for the film last weekend for the African-American Film Festival, and Aretha's favorite soul food was served, 
and her Rock and Roll Hall of Fame dress was flown in. I love it. And um, so, and, and, and Jennifer Hudson, because that one was at Martha's Vineyard, she arrived via a beautiful Chris Craft. Which I, which I kind of just love. Isn't that what a movie star entrance? It's so Venice. I love that so much. I mean, this movie, I'm excited. You're going to go to a premiere next week. I'm going to see Tuesday. a sneak peek on Tuesday yeah, night. So I'll be curious what you think about it. I think it, I think it sounds exciting. I think it's going to be fantastic. Yeah. Julia, we have got to start watching the talk to see how Jerry O'Connell, our buddy is Jerry is doing on the, on the set of the talk, how he's fitting in with the lave, the ladies. I wonder, Lori. Well, he's getting paid more than them, which is really <gasps> pisser. This is what this big article is about. What? So the bottom line is... He's just come in. He's getting paid because he's women, a man? Basically. Oh, Lord. So he scored $2 million for the gig, Mm-mm. and his salary is more than Amanda and Elaine. Uh-oh. They're making mid-six figures, so no one complained about Sharon make more money because she was the star of the show. She was known across, across the globe. I mean, Jerry O'Connor does have a bigger name then Amanda and well, he's Elaine. Got a good, he had a good agent. We can't yeah. fault him for that. We can't at all. Mad. But so the ladies are kind of mad. Cheryl has moved herself to the center chair where Jerry was kind of sitting, like two women on each side kind of oh. thing. So Cheryl's good back in the Cheryl. center. So there's that going on. I want to tape this. I really am curious if anyone's watching this. Um, Lori, you're supposed to know about all these talk shows. You have lost your role as the woman who knows the most about the talk shows. The you? talk show host who knows the most about other talk show hosts. Well, I'll tell you why, Julia, because it is the height of summer and nobody's on. Except for maybe the, is the talk not fresh then? The the talk is fresh, I think, right now. Okay. Um, the view will be on hiatus, but all of the late nights have been. Oh, they're all repeats. They're all, I mean, Andy Cohen's got some. So yeah. it's been, I kind of, I, like, as they kind of went dark, I kind of went dark. And I guess I thought the talk was regrouping and Jerry O'Connell would cut, would is going to be starting like in September. No, yeah. I think it may have started. Because they've had terrible ratings. They've just sunk and sunk and they like this. Getting this story out there, and it probably is true that Jerry is making more money, but he's got a good agent, blah, blah, blah. I love it that you finally, you know, said we can't fault him for having a good agent. No, we really I can't. Mean, everyone has to negotiate their own deal. Right? Yeah. And Amanda Clutes, that doesn't surprise me. I mean, no one even knew who she was. 100%. Yeah. She doesn't, yeah. And the same with the other one, Elaine. Elaine. No one knew. I'm not surprised yeah. at all, but yeah. I think that's what they're wanting people to get out there. Well, and get people to turn on the show. Well, this could have been come please, from the PR please, department at CBS. Would you please tonight tape it, put it on your recorder I, I for will. next week? Because this is your job. I wouldn't be surprised if they're off next week. I just feel like everybody kind of like once August comes, there's like the day. Like Wendy has been off since June. I know. She's got How quite a good schedule. That? I don't know. That's what we got to get in the calendar. Um, by the way, fans are convinced that that Bachelorette guy, Greg, that he... Uh, he does come back? No, that he went... The number one theory that seems to be taking hold is that he went further than he expected and wanted. And uh, it's... That he is an audition, like that he's, he, he wants scared. to be an actor. Okay. And he went further along and he wanted to push the eject button. And there were people who accused him of not being there for the right reason. Okay. Being that he was there for fame. Okay. And that he faked, you know, that he really uh, 
you know, he might have his acting, his acting coach acting? really helped him with the tears. So do we believe that he fell for it at all? Uh, can you imagine that? See, can you imagine that? Mm-hmm. Okay, now that to me. All right, we got to go because it's time for okay, the dirty But I, I, oh, being I the Bachelorette and having everyone on there because they want to get Insta followers, <laughs> that would be maddening. It would I, be. I would just say quit. All right, we'll be right back. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Hey, Holly. Hey. Hey, thanks for posting British and American Vogue, those September covers. Oh, they're both fabulous. They are. Yes. Fashion is back. Fashion is back. All right, so go look at those. But uh, we got to talk about some drama in the music industry this afternoon Mm. concerning the late singer Aaliyah. Yes. Yes. So... It was announced today that Aaliyah's catalog was going to be released on streaming services because she is arguably the biggest music artist who is not available on streaming service. You can't find her music anywhere. I didn't know didn't that. Didn't she pass away? Yeah, yes. she died okay. in the plane crash. In the plane crash in Bahamas. Okay. That's right. She passed away in 2001 okay. in a plane crash. She was just 22 years old when she died, but her music is not available to stream anywhere. Okay. Well, it was announced today that albums are going to be released beginning on August 20th and continuing through October, but... But there's a caveat to this because Aaliyah's estate is not happy about this. And they're blaming the person who has the rights to the music, her former manager and label chief, Barry Hankerson. So Aaliyah's estate on the news that her albums will be released for streaming. They clapped back, as we like to say. They're saying that there has been a battle for 20 years over the rights of Aaliyah's music and they're blaming her former manager for it. So they also said that uh, he is the one who's been holding these records hostage. So the estate is not happy about this. I'm assuming that this is going to be moving forward, that we're going to have Aaliyah music on streaming services, but it's against the wishes of Aaliyah's estate. Wow. Well, I, can I remind you, I had forgotten about this till I watched Surviving R. Kelly uh, last year, that he produced Aaliyah's song, Age Ain't Nothing But a Number, He was and he was 27, and he illegally married his 15-year-old protege, and her. she told her parents, and it was annulled. But okay. a, few, a few months did go by. Right. Mm-hmm. How ironic that he produced age, you know, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. there was a, a... So much sadness for her. Yeah, so her estate is not here for this. They're saying that her former manager has some shady accounting going on with the release of these records. So we will see what happens and see if we get Aaliyah records on streaming services in uh, later this month. But if you look over on her Twitter account, the Twitter account of the Aaliyah estate, it's hashtag I stand with Aaliyah. So basically yeah. they're taking the position of, you know, if you are an Aaliyah fan, you will not be here for the streaming of her music. So. We shall see on that. Okay. Let's talk a little celebrity weddings that's going to happen over the weekend. Mark Ronson and Grace Gummer are set to marry this weekend. What? Oh, that's Meryl Streep's daughter. Yeah. So sources are telling Page Six that it was supposed to be a much bigger wedding, but, you know, they cut the guest list back because of the Delta variant of COVID-19. And it's just going to be family and close friends. So congratulations to them. They, uh, he was previously engaged to Rashida Jones in the early 2000s, and uh, she was married to a French, uh, or no, he was married to a French actress. She was married to a musician for 42 days back in 2019. Wow, this is, and their their relationship, I think, is like a year, maybe a year and a half. 
I yeah. think it's a fresher one. So it's good fresher. For them. Yeah, good for them. So, so when you know, you know. Exactly. So we'll see if that happens over the weekend. We'll report back on Monday. Kendall Jenner is facing a lawsuit for allegedly breaching a modeling contract with the Italian fashion brand Liu Zhou. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, so a leak and complaint was filed earlier this week accusing Kendall Jenner of failing to appear at the second of two planned photo shoots. She was going to be paid $1.5 million along with a 20% service fee. But she didn't show up to the second photo shoot. Now, the second photo shoot was supposed to take place in London in March of 2020. You know, the pandemic happened, but they paid her and then they agreed to do the one in the fall and then she didn't follow through. So we'll see if this gets settled out of court. So that's happening there. Mm. Um, Casting news over on Impeachment American Crime Story. That's Ryan Murphy's interpretation of the Monica Lewinsky scandal that's coming to Netflix this fall. Yes, I saw the preview for this. And? Are you interested? Of course. Of course. (laughs) Yes. We all kind of remember where we were. We were fascinated with this at the time. Oh, sure. I mean, you couldn't escape it, right? Well, a little casting news, a little change in the kitchen here. Colby Smulders is going to be playing Ann Coulter in Impeachment American Crime Story. I thought that was Betty Gilpin. It was Betty Gilpin's role from Glow, but she said, uh, she told Jimmy Kimmel Live, she said that it was a COVID disappointment. Now, Betty did a lot of preparation for this role. She listened to a year's worth of Ann Coulter audiobooks. What is the, what does that mean? There's a COVID issue. Does that mean she doesn't want to be vaccinated? Who knows? You know what? Who knows at this point? But I don't you know, know what I mean. Like they said, you got to be vaccinated to work on this right. set. Sure. You know, I suppose you could interpret it as being that, but uh, or it could be, it could be anything. I mean, yeah. it could be, you know, maybe there's something happening in her family. Maybe right. there's something, I, there are so many possibilities at how you can interpret COVID disappointment, but Colby, <laughs> I mean, it really, I mean, there are many ways that you could follow that road down. Right. Uh, but, you know, Colby Smolders, we just saw her. You guys liked Stumptown that she was in. Yeah, yes, loved we loved it. Show. We loved it. That was so great. Yeah. Great. So, you know, Colby, back on the small screen, we're going to be able to see that. I think it's out in September. So impeachment American crime story. Ryan Reynolds is talking about his rejection from Disney. He had a great idea, but apparently they weren't here for it. He wanted to cross over Deadpool and Bambi. He said Disney shut it down. They're like, well, I don't think that's ever going to happen. (laughs) He he is so flippant funny. His new movie is getting great reviews, by the way. Great review. It looks so weird. It's the it's they I said, can't tell what it's about. The critic I read today, it comes out next Friday and said it's about an AI going into a game, kind of gaming stuff, but you don't have to be a gamer or anything. It's just charming, it's unexpected, mm. it works. All right. It's funny. Well, this critic he, just said he, he laughed so he hard. He surprised everybody when he did Deadpool. Deadpool. Well, right, and that's the the source of humor where it was like Deadpool and Bammy together at last. Mm-hmm. Well, Disney yeah. was like, no, honey, we don't think so. Yeah. So the movie's called Free Guy. Yeah. Oh, Free Guy, not Fall Guy. No. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, this Ryan Reynolds plays a character inside a video game, mm-hmm. and then he becomes aware. That he is just a character inside a video game. And it's with Villainese from... um, Villanelle. Villanelle from... Jodie Comer. Yes, Jodie Comer. Thank you. Yes, so she's playing the female lead in this, Taika Waititi. He is the villain in this because he wants to deprogram the universe. He's the creator. So, yeah, okay, well, that's really exciting. I I saw a preview for Free Guy in front of Jungle Cruise uh, this last weekend, so... 
that might be something to go and see mm-hmm. this weekend. Uh, and uh, just to let you know, oh gosh, you know, sometimes these guys in Hollywood, they find their golden parachutes. Remember Ron Meyer, the head of Universal? Yes. Yeah, you know, he left that company because he had a, a an affair with Charlotte Kirk. Well, he found a gig for $6 million a year. What? So, what so is he working he's, for? He's a consultant representing Cutter in the film business. So, there you go. Alright. Yeah, that Thanks, happened. Holly. He had no money. He had a huge gambling problem and yes, Toby McGuire was his son-in-law because his daughter was married to him. That's right, Jennifer Meyer. He had a big fall from grace. Yes. So, he yeah. found a, a cushion. Maybe a whoopee cushion. I yeah. don't know. There you go. <laughs> Alright. Have a good one. It is Thursday, so that means it's time for... She has a theory. This is scary. <laughs> it is not. You know what? It is not. <laughs> Theories are not scary, Julia. to me. Remember, um, periodically, you know, they survey Americans to find out, you know, just like, remember the one where people thought that they could survive out in the wilderness, and then when they went deeper in on the thing, you realize, oh, oh boy, not I, very many people right, could survive three days. I could do it for days. two weeks, no problem. Or yes, whatever. that's what yeah. it was. Yeah. So here's, here's like, the... No. Here's the uh, theory today in okay. a survey... People were asked at a survey of um, 2,000 U.S. residents. They were asked about the Olympics. Okay. And what do you know? A whopping 40% of Americans think they can compete in the Olympics. Oh, okay. 40, 40%? 40%. Now, what is going on here? Three times as many men think they can compete in the Olympics as women. So that's how it got Did up the to men 40. Participate in the women's event. 60% of men said they could compete in the Olympics versus 22% in women. So that's how we get to our 40. Wow. And um, almost 70% of <laughs> men and women under the age of 35 said absolutely they could compete in the oh. Olympics. Wow. People are delusional. Completely. Completely. And... Um, uh, so I that that just made me laugh because I was like, oh, I think they must not be watching the Olympics. Exactly. And according to this uh, study, they also wanted to know what Americans think of the five new events added to the the Tokyo. Okay, games. let's talk about them. The three on three basketball. I hope people hated it. Those are not. That's not new. The worst. Yeah. Okay. It's not new. Yeah. Skateboarding is new. Surfing is new. Love it. Sport climbing is new. Softball and baseball, which they've recognized as one category, and karate. 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 I like them all. And actually, people I have are to pretty accepting. The skateboard was really fun to watch. The surfing was fun to watch because you never really get to see that ever. Not mm-hmm. unless you. And, the, and they had epic waves when it was happening. Right. So that was kind of fun. Yeah. The rock, the fake rock climbing, I didn't see. Uh, that was. That high intensity rock climbing had the lowest support. Yeah, of the that five. one I don't feel like, and I don't think they felt. People felt only it only had fourteen percent of people felt that that was uh, Olympic yeah. worthy. Very, very strong, very athletic men and women do rock climbing. And yeah. don't get, I have some friends that do it. They are they grab your hands and they crush them because they're so strong. Right. But I don't really find an enjoyment in watching someone no, slowly this, climb. Right. No, exactly, exactly. <laughs> On the other hand, the softball slash baseball and karate are getting very, two-thirds of people are actively welcoming these events mm-hmm. in the game this year. And when people ask, well, what should we add to future Olympics, um, martial arts, and lacrosse lead the pack. Lacrosse, for sure. Rather than cheerleading, which is coming. 
to the games. Okay. <laughs> it's been recognized as you an eligible sport. You know Pickleball will be in it. Oh, way oh, down the road. Awesome. You, no, that's not going to take that long. You don't think no, so? That, no. Yeah. I do think it will. All right. Maybe not the next one, 24, but 28. Uh, Let's make a wager. That. I bet you it's in 24. They could I, sneak Lori, that in. It is. I don't it's think cruising. it will be. It's cr- you cannot. No, but I don't think it okay. will be. Do you know how long? I mean, look at how long it's taken some of these other things. That are, yeah, that are legitimate sports and have been for a long time. No pickleball isn't just going to come in. Some of them that just bug me. It. The ones that bug me are the ones that already are international, like tennis. That's international, period. And the Golf. basketball. Basketball is not international. Oh, yeah, that's You have true. players that are from right. places, but really the, the yeah, NBA yeah, yeah. and the WNBA are U.S.-based. So that one I can see, mm-hmm. but like golf is always international. Yeah. Tennis is always, always. international. Yeah. You don't need those two sports. All right. Well, then. And I like those right. sports, watching those sports, but those are the two sports I think you don't need to have in the Olympics. And a whopping half of Americans think the game should be hosted in a permanent structure rather than moving from country to country for sustainability. And you know, for that's the excess building and it, all the stuff it, that happens. I, you know, that's a really good point. That's a really good point, but it would be such a fight over who got it because it would be such an economic boom in or other maybe years. maybe it rotates around like Paris and is getting it in 2024 and L.A. is getting it in 2028 and they're using all existing things. Yeah. So maybe so maybe, maybe that, like four I different mean, cities and four different... We're not going to clean up that old IOC, but anyway. I love it that you're thinking about it, though. Yeah, I'm thinking I love about it. it. Well, you know... Is ice fishing going to be a sport in the Winter Olympics? What about snowmobiling? Well, this is this you know, is, yeah, this is interesting, guys. So, what does it take for a sport to be in the Olympics? The what Olympic does it? Charter indicates that in order to be accepted, a sport must be widely part- practiced by men in at least seventy-five countries and on four continents, and by women in no fewer than forty countries and on three continents. So I don't know how how widespread is pickleball. I, I think it's cheer. pretty widespread, but I don't but know I don't about know other that countries. See, I don't yeah. either. But in rock climbing, yeah, Jeez. this is right. But anyway, yeah, right. this uh, this really. All but they people- had speed canoeing. I mean, I I the. the front of the canoe goes up and there's a wake yeah watching that <laughs> that, that kind of was, was, was hilarious cool. it was lori i mean that kind of was fun and now all but they pi- don't play they spend so much time on track and field you know watching the same well they do the re- heat re- relays i don't and want stuff. the heat relays but it doesn't matter joey because the olympics is on like 24 7 there's yeah, no, but the prime time. Concept. I want. I want. I would prefer just having different <laughs> programmer in there to program things differently for. Yes. What women want to watch? I would agree. Okay. Uh, here's another theory. Okay. Would you Would you believe me if I said uh, yes. twinning the number of twins in the world right now is at an all time high? I do believe that. I know that as a fact. How do you know that? Because I read it. Oh, you do. <laughs> all right. And there's what? a country. I did not there's know. There's one you, country in Africa that has. You are not supposed to read my human reproduction magazine how? when it gets I here. I stole it, That's Lori. my magazine. I, it's, I grab your people, then I grab the human reproduction yes. magazine. Okay, so here's the deal. The number of twins being born in the U.S. has increased by more than 70% Naturally. over the past 30 years. And it's because of fertility treatments mm. and older mothers. And about 1.6 million twins are born every year. That means one in every 42 children born is a twin. Wow. The rate has risen a third since the 1990s. So that it's now, it's gone from not from um, 
uh, nine to 12 for every 1,000 deliveries. And wow. if you just even think of the celebrity world, Angelina Jolie, Julia Roberts, but Beyonce, you know, Dom, Jennifer of Lopez, it's the fertility. Celine Dion, yeah. Mariah Carey. I was pregnant with twins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you but were it was t- all fertility. Yeah. Stuff. You were taking something. I was taking something. Yeah. So that is why it's higher than it's ever been. And it's likely to be an all-time high. It's the first time they've done a global analysis of twinning. They looked at, that's what they call it, twinning. I love that. From 165 countries between 2010 and 2015, covering 99% of the world's population. Wow. And this data was compared to the same information that researchers got about twinning for 112 countries from 1980 to 1985. And it was a 71% increase in twins in the U.S., 61% in Europe, and 32% in Asia. Mm. So anyway, but in both periods of time, Africa had the highest twinning rates, and there was no significant increase uh, of, over time. So it's just like maybe more natural. I, I'm thinking it's more natural there because... They have a high number of what they call dies. Dizygotic twins, okay, which with- is twins born from two separate eggs. Oh, all right, and that's most likely due to a genetic difference between the African population and other populations. Okay, so there you go. Anyway, twinning is winning, but I think we're at the we're at the point of you know triplets. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot, I didn't get to my. Uh, you can just save it for when we come back, Julia. What? I'm not going to do my theories outside the bound of theories. I mean... There are rules. Yeah, and not that there are rules. I'm just but kidding. No, I'm kidding. I just, you know... Just, just I want to just... Men who ejaculate at least 21 times a month slash their risk of prostate cancer by a third. We this know is this. a Harvard this is, study. But this is a PSA, Laurie. Well... It's a public service the, the links between ejaculation and prostate cancer are not fully known... You know, but that but is twenty-one been, is the prime number for for the twenty-one month. times a month. Can you guys handle it? Yeah, Can these men handle it. You should. And here's the reason: ejaculation, ejaculation, can rid the prostate of carcinogens, lower inflammation, and reduce stress. It just seems, and it's it just seems makes sense. Makes sense. So it's I'm random. glad uh, that that I'm glad makes you sense. shared that. That yeah. is a good way to finish it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it really is good one. <laughs> I like that pun. We'll be right back. Hey everybody, thanks for hanging out with us today. Please take a look at Christopher Maloney, uh, the story in Men's Health. It'll just—it's uh, quite a delicious. It's quite a very entertaining uh, interview. It's very very well done. And I like all the photos. I was going to say, the photos are The photos are everything, but the interview is really pretty good. Um, And also, uh, Kathy Griffin spoke out about, um, you know, she took to Instagram. She had uh, surgery, she had part of her lung removed, uh, non-smoker, and had stage one lung cancer. But um, just kind of letting us know that uh, she's not going to use any painkillers or anything because she... Became addicted to pain pills. So, wow. Here's what she said. That is always the dilemma, isn't it? For somebody who's had an addiction, then maybe you have some kind of a surgery and you do need your pain pills. You do need them, but you have to time, But it's nerve wracking. And she, I I think it's great that she's addressing all of this, that she's been. And she says, I fear the drug and addiction more than cancer because she literally said, um, 
you know, um, the last time I was in the hospital was June 2020 when I tried to take my own life and overdosed on prescription pills. Mm -hmm. With over a year clean and drug-free, I now know I can do this and anything I want without those devil pills. You know what? I fear drugs and addiction more than I fear cancer, so I think I'll be okay. I think this is helpful that she's coming out and saying this, that she was at such a low point and she thought... Well, I don't even drink. What's the big deal? I'll take a couple pills now and again. Who doesn't? And and in the Nightline interview, she said how she even like kind of got introduced to them is that she was on a set. She didn't say what show. And they had a doctor. And he's like, well, you know, here's a 10 a.m.er. And he gave her, and it was like, you know, some kind of a speed. Really? Yeah. This will just, you know, it was a late right. night and this will just perk you right up. So kind of that whole, you know, insidious way that sometimes people, you know, get addicted to pills. You know, they something they break something on their body it's just, physically. It's always and then, a terrible downward story, scary story. Right. But like, you know, my mom, you know, she had basal cell carcinoma cancer on the end of her nose. Right. And she had like just a surgery. Just like Hugh Grant. Yes. Not Hugh Grant, Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. And um, she said, I'm in so much pain. I said, Mom, you have pain pills. They gave you like 21. And you can take them. Take them with milk and eat something. And they're there so that you can sleep and you can heal. I promise you, you are not going to be an addict. Right. By, but you, you can take see them for the, the fear next few weeks. because so many people they're so highly addictive. You can see the fear of people though at some point. But they're also highly addicted if you are feeling like if there's something broken inside Self of you going too, on and in all your of a sudden yes. you can't they, feel your yes. you're relying on them for how they make you feel in another way. That's the thing with with I have battled addiction with these. When you get to a point, you can't produce that serotonin, that happy feeling mm-hmm. of just feeling good. So you use them to strictly feel good. Feel. Like like you can't even get past the idea. Like you just need it to get through the day, so you don't sit there and feel like you're in a black hole. Yes. You know, and yeah. so that's where the the scary part of the addiction comes. But then, you know, like you said, if you've got doctors who are around and can moderate that. I mean, she had a like a, a twenty two stitches in her tiny, tiny, tiny little nose, mm-hmm. and it kept. Right. I mean, she was in pain. Right. I was like, Mom, you don't. Yeah. And when you They're don't, there. when you're not in pain and you still have pills left, you know, you can return them. Do whatever. Dispose don't flush them. him down the toilet. We nope. don't need him in the environment. But anyway, and she's like, okay. But, you know, she just kind of got all wigged out that she was going to be, you know. But it's scary, you know. I mean, I get oh. it. But as, long, but as long as she doesn't have someone to provide them to her, she, you know. Yeah. She takes what she has. She weans off of them. She's good. Yeah. You know, so if you can do that, do that. But some people... Like Kathy is too afraid to go down that road because she may have outlets outside of the doctors Absolutely. that she can't trust herself to yes. not go to. That's exactly, right. that's where the yeah. problem comes in. My into mom play. wouldn't have any idea. Exactly, how to get, how to get a bike in. Exactly, you know, you you uh, told her she could win a million dollars. Exactly, she didn't have any idea. <laughs> exactly. She'd say she'd ask me or her. her, her she, I'd ask one of my kids. That exactly. would be my mom's answer. Exactly. Okay, so did you guys grant, did, were you ever a watcher of the French Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? Oh, yeah. Okay, Big so time. were you excited for the reboot? Yes. Okay, so here is the deal. New, new, hot off the press. It appears as if the Fresh of Prince of Bel-Air reboot has hit some snags. Oh, already? Again, are they fighting? It's changed showrunners and is going in a different creative direction. Uh-oh. 
The show made announcement said Chris Collins will no longer be serving as showrunner and executive producer on the reboot. Sadly, this is the second time this has happened for the reboot. Okay. This trouble is in reboot. This this reboot is in trouble. Excuse me. <laughs> this trouble is in reboot. It, this trouble is in reboot. Kind of is, yeah. It's so the second time. So that's not going to happen for a while, I don't think. Uh, Grant, what's going to happen on Love Island? I'm going to miss four nights in oh. a row, but... We got some, did you hear their teases? Like the one girl was like, I want to, like they even kind of teased it with the one girl wants to break. I can't remember his name, but we're going to have some breakups here. We're going to have some switcheroos. I'm glad because you know what? All this intensity after three and a half weeks of dating is getting tiresome. Bring some new people into the villa. (laughs) Yes. From what it sounds like, we're going to get a little shake up for sure. All right, everybody. Have a great night. We'll be back tomorrow. Off you go.